What's up, big baller? I know you have all that money now. That $1,400 stimulus money. Thanks for hitting play on another episode of the My Life as Luke podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts at. That's right. $1,400. It was passed last week. Getting that other stimulus check. And thank gosh we're getting that other stimulus check. Because if we weren't getting another stimulus check, I don't know how Nora and I would pay for our wedding. And that's serious. I am not embellishing that one point. I was looking at my finances. We're going over everything. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how we're going to do it. I need to pick up a second job. But Uncle Joe, he came through. And uh, the rest of his Democratic friends came through and got that. Uh, I forgot exactly what it's called. But it passed. And that's all that matters. And we're going to get that $1,400. Have you spent it yet? That's the big question. Because I knew a couple of people that already had that stimulus money spent, like they already decided what they were going to spend their money on before they even got that check. They're like, as soon as it hits my bank account, this is what I'm getting. I need a new pair of headphones. I'm going to get me a PS5. And I'm like, you don't want to do any adulty things with that. You don't want to pay off any bills that maybe you weren't able to pay because you didn't have as much money coming in because of everything being shut down. You don't want to do that. You don't want to pay off some debt. You don't want to um, buy things for your house or your apartment. You don't want to do any of those things. You want to do the immature things. See, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't get a $1,400 check every single month because they know we're going to do stupid stuff with it. We're not going to, we're going to be stimulating the economy. You better believe that, but we're not going to be doing smart things inside the economy. Wouldn't be paying our houses wouldn't be paying uh, for furniture. We wouldn't be doing those things. We would be doing it on experiences and things to keep up with the Joneses. Going to get that new purse. Going to get those new Jordans. Whatever whatever it is to live that la- lavish lifestyle, but not actually spending the stimulus in the right places. I mean, it's your money. You do whatever you want. And if you want to keep um, you know, having banks call you because you're late on XYZ loan, don't, don't be crying back to me. Hey, man, can I get some money? I really need to pay this bill. I don't have any money. Dude, you just got a new PS5 with that stimulus check. You should have been paying your bills. You should have been doing something more productive with your money. Maybe invest it. I don't know if spending $1,400 on investments is the right thing to do. I don't know the call there. I'm not a stock guy. I don't have anything invested in stocks. I look at that stuff and I'm like, what does that mean? There's like the NASDAQ. There's all these different, the New York Stock Exchange, the S&P. I'm like, what does all that mean? Should I have paid more attention in econ? Maybe, maybe I would know and understand how those things work, but I'm going to be an idiot, complete illiterate when it comes to all those things. Like I said, should have done a better job in high school, paid attention, but you know what? Maybe I could go on YouTube and they can teach me how to do it because that's how everybody learns everything now. Just go on YouTube. You'll find it. Maybe I'll invest in some more stuff with that 14. No, I told you. I, I know what I have to do with that $1,400. Got to pay the wedding. Got to pay that off. No fun money here. Trust me, there's a lot of cool things that I'd like to spend my money on. Can't do it. Got to be responsible. Gosh. Whoever thought 
that having to make such grown-up decisions like spending a stimulus stimulus check was going to be so hard. And it's not even hard because it's just more hard because I have to do real things with it. Not because I could just spend it like an idiot. Although I did see one thing that was in the stimulus uh, relief package, whatever it's called, is if somebody claims you, you can't get that $1,400. So say you're a college student and your parents still claim you on your taxes, you're not getting that $1,400, which you shouldn't. That means your bills are paid. That means you're a grown-ass person because your bills are paid. Shout out to 1,000 Pound Sisters. That episode doing really well on the My Life is Luke podcast. I mean, really well. Maybe I should just be an official 1,000 Pound Sisters TV show podcast. If I do that, I think I could actually become a big podcast. Although I can't watch it right now. It's on Monday nights, I believe. On Monday nights, I watch wrestling. So you know I'm not going to be giving up wrestling to watch a thousand pound sisters. Although I, I enjoy the show. It was very entertaining. I try to look for a thousand pound sisters on Hulu, but guess what? It's not on there because now Discovery has their network and TLC has a Discovery company discovery based channel so you have to get discovery plus now in order to watch the next day of a thousand pound sisters sad about that one i loved amy and tammy so funny i caught one new episode and i laughed it was um i'm trying to remember it was when tammy's boyfriend boyfriend had to leave kentucky uh that was a sad day emotional day for me just as much as it was for her her boo thing was leaving who was going to take care of her? Who was going to keep her motivated? I tell you what, though, her boyfriend leaving was probably a good thing because he he wasn't being su- supportive. Nope, he was going to eat himself some Whoppers, some KFC. Can't be doing that around Tammy. She would give in on that stuff, too. See, you know what? I'm invested in 1,000 Pound Sisters. Maybe I need to ask somebody that has Discovery Plus for the login so I can keep watching that show. Got to do it. You know what? I'm I'm convinced. If you have Discovery Plus, slide me that email. Slide me that login and password, please. That way I can watch my girls, Tammy and Amy. Got to keep up with them. Getting a vaccine or getting a password for um, Discovery Plus, probably a lot easier than getting a vaccine. Um, I've been trying for the last week to get a vaccine. I've been waking up and the first thing that I'll do is go on a website, CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, and I'll look in my area to try and get a COVID vaccine. And I'll get one, and then it will be like the final stage. Oh, nope, sorry. We actually don't have this available. Somebody else booked it. It's like, what? What do you mean somebody else booked it? I, I, You just said I had it. Nope, not the case. I don't have it. Matter of fact, I actually, um, the other day, got through, right? I thought, oh, man, this is awesome. It's like, your appointment has been booked. What? I even got an email for it. Your vaccine appointment has been booked. Your second dose shot, April something. And I'm like, what? April, what? How can this be? I I never even got a first dose. How am I going to get a second dose here? I was all excited about it. And I see it's on Walgreens. 
I'm like, all right, I need to call Walgreens. I'm like, I got a second dose, but I don't have a first. I'm calling them, waiting on hold, and I think everybody and their mother calling Walgreens at this time. And I finally get a hold of them. They're like, well, we're not showing anything. It doesn't look like you're in the system. Your appointment's not showing up. But I just logged in before I did this podcast, and still on my Walgreens profile, it says that I have that second dose scheduled. No. Listen, if this... If this causes me not to get an appointment tomorrow morning, because I'm going to wake up even earlier tomorrow morning to try and get a vaccine, I'm going to be real mad. I'm going to be super pissed. I'm going to probably actually drive over to Walgreens headquarter and smash somebody's head on the table. All I want's the shot. Maybe that will actually get me the shot. If I go in there and be like, listen, if you give me this shot right now, we're good. But if you don't, I'm going to have to smash your head on this desk. Be like the Joker from the Dark Knight. Want to see this pencil disappear? Boom! All of a sudden, that person's not alive anymore. I would never do that. Just saying, hypothetically, okay? Hypothetically, I would never do something like that. I just want this vaccine so I could go on and live life. Not have to worry about being around people all the time that are just disgusting. You know, I could live a little bit more comfortably. I would still judge people that live disgusting lifestyles, but I would be able to relax a little bit more when I was out in public. I would still wear a mask and everything, but I just want to turn it down a little bit, be able to relax just a touch bit more. But I can't do that when I have a whole bunch of nasties running around all over the damn place and they're not getting their vaccine. So it's just leaving me in this situation over here trying to get vaccinated, having to wear my mask because that's what I got to do. I got to do my part. And then once I get my vaccine, I'm a, I'm another inch closer to doing my part and living that normal lifestyle again. So hopefully I get one sometime this week or next week. I hope I get one. And then that way I could be closer to get my second dose, depending on which one I get. Because if I get that Johnson and Johnson, your boy only has to get one shot. That would be nice, quick, easy, in and out sort of thing, but I would actually like the Moderna or the Pfizer one because that one's a lot more effective. But health officials are saying, whatever vaccine you could get in your arm, you get it. It doesn't matter what brand. Don't be stingy when it comes to that stuff. I won't be. I will take your medical advice. If you're telling me that I need to get whatever I can, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. I want everything to be back to normal. I want people sitting in stadiums. I want people sitting in arenas watching concerts. I just want some sort of normalcy back. And it would have been normal if we could have had a regular NCAA tournament. We could have had a regular college basketball season. That didn't happen. You know, I was so out of whack with college basketball this year. I've only watched a couple of games. When I say a couple of games, I watched bits and pieces throughout the course of the season that has added up to a couple of games. I haven't fully committed to sitting down, watching a game start to finish. I haven't done that. I love basketball. I kept telling myself I was going to do that, get back into it, and I just couldn't. I think it was because of the type of season it was. You had a lot of teams that they would show glimpses of being pretty good, and then all of a sudden they can't play anymore somebody on their team or somebody they came in contact with 
they got COVID, so now they're down two weeks. So there was a lot of different variables that fed in to a college basketball season being normal. A lot of games canceled in college basketball. I know there was a period where Louisville, they were on a decent run. And that was kind of the team that I was describing there for a little bit. They were on a run, and then all of a sudden, they had to shut it down for two weeks. They had a few players, a couple coaches that tested positive for COVID-19. So it just it just was so irregular of a season. I, I don't think there really is a distinguished number one team. I know Gonzaga is the one team that everybody is like, okay, these this is a legit. You have Gonzaga, Baylor, um, Illinois, and Michigan as your top four number one seeds in the tournament. But I even still think that you could probably, this is just from people that I've talked to because I told you I haven't watched enough basketball in order to make bold predictions or anything like that. But most people I talked to said, yeah, you could probably interchange those top four seeds like it, it, as being the best. Obviously, you can interchange them because it would all still be number one seeds, but you could enter as the number one overall seed in the tournament. You can you can make a case for all those teams. I'm like, ah, okay, I believe you. I mean, weird things are happening right now, definitely, but this is something that I would never touch when it comes to betting-wise. Like, I, I love to do a, bra- a bracket. I love to throw a couple dollars down on some college basketball games come tournament time, but nope, not this year. Everything is just so out of whack that I, I just couldn't trust something. Like if I were to spend $50, $100 putting a, a bracket together to try and win an office pool, I would be mad because the team could get bounced out and another team gets thrown in. It's just like, well, what what do I do now? What do we do about this? What do we do with our money? How do we div- divvy this up? It's like this team is out because of COVID but they could have won the whole thing. It's like, well, I, I don't know. There, there's just too many different variables that go into the tournament that doesn't make it great for gambling. I mean, if, if you love that high enough of gambling and still hitting overs and unders covering the spreads and stuff like that, that's cool. In that aspect, you can do it. But when it comes to actually doing brackets, too much uncertainty. Too much uncertainty. You have a year that Duke's not in it. Kentucky's not in it. You have some big powerhouse schools that are not in the tournament. This is how rare it is. Although I do think that Duke is at the end of their run when it comes to being a superior school. Even Kentucky. I think there's a lot of other places that are benefiting from just basketball being a one-and-done school. I really do think so. I think the one-and-done system really helps out other schools, especially mid-majors. I think it helps out because, especially come tournament time, you need a lot of experience, need a lot of it. So I think recruiting, coaching, all that stuff is going to be different going into the next couple of years where you have to look at guys and be like, oh, I can't really look at a whole bunch of one and dunners, especially if I want to keep my job. I want to keep showing people that I could lead teams to an NCAA tournament, I think coaches are going to have to restructure that. They can't be looking for that top-tier guy. And if they do, if that's the bed that they want to lay in, that's cool. But they're probably not going to last for a long time. Probably not. But I, I'll tell you what was awesome. Uh, not watching college basketball. I did watch college basketball, but I tell you what was really awesome, though. Last weekend, watching... Meaningful basketball game, 
which I kind of did. I watched the second half of the Illinois game from about the 10-minute mark of the second half. So half of the second half. And then I watched the Players' Championship. And I was flipping back and forth mostly between the two. And I was watching golf mostly because it was entertaining. I was like, I haven't watched a final round where I've been this entertained in a really long time. And I have become a huge Justin Thomas fan because I live in Louisville. He's from Louisville. So I'm like, I want to root for this guy. I hope he does really well. And he came out winning the Players' Championship, which I thought was awesome. You know, he had to put together a good weekend in order to win. And he did it. And he he's a good golfer, man. He is so freaking good. I enjoy watching him. I love his style. The drive that he hit, I think it was on 16, was like this low, stingy draw that just ran for like 60 yards. I'm like, dude, this this guy is fantastic. He is on it right now. So I enjoyed watching that. Bryson tried to come back at a couple of different points, hit a big eagle putt, and got him back into it a little bit. But, you know, it, it was just an entertaining Sunday to sit down and watch good golf, watch a good basketball game, that Illinois Ohio State Big Ten Championship game that went into overtime. That's what you want in March, right? You want overtime games, you want thrilling games, and you got that. Ohio State, they had to do a lot of work in order to get themselves into that overtime. I, I was watching it. I'm like, ah, oh, Illinois got this. Eh, they're good. I would flip back to golf, and then I would flip back to the Illinois-Ohio State game. I'm like, oh, what the hell's going on here? And I remember at one point... I was watching the players because there were a couple big shots, and I'm like, oh, I got to keep it here. I got to keep it here. And then I flipped back, and it was in overtime. I was like, I thought Illinois was going to win that. What? What? How did we even get into overtime? And I was texting my buddy. I'm like, hey, dude, how, how did this get into overtime? Because he's a big Illinois fan. I'm originally from Illinois, so I have a lot of friends that – I shouldn't say a lot of friends, but I have a couple of friends that are Illinois fans, and then I have – a couple of friends, and I mean a lot of friends on Facebook that are all of a sudden big University of Illinois fans. Nobody has been proud to be an Illinois fan since 2005. I think that was the last time the Illini had a good basketball team. It was like D. Brown. I'm trying to think um, who are some. James Augustine was another big name on that. Luther Head was another big name on that team. I'm trying to think a guy who actually had a decent career in the NBA. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Darren Williams. Is that who I'm thinking of? Played with the Jazz for a while. I think that's where he kind of made a career for himself. That's who I'm thinking of. Darren Williams. I'm not researching that. So if I screw that one up, let me know. All right. But I mean, that, so it's just funny to see all these Illinois fans getting back into it. I mean, I would I would never brag that I was an Illinois fan, but there are diehards out there that will actually be like, yeah, I like Illinois. They're good. They're decent. Like, no, they're, they're not. But now this year they are. And I tell you what, one of the main reasons why is that coach uh, Brad Underwood done a great job with that team. It's done a great job of recruiting the state of Illinois too, which has some f fantastic basketball, especially the city of Chicago. They have really good basketball, too. So in order for him to get some recruits, keep them inside the state, and be able to go on runs like that, big runs like that. So it's just interesting to see um, 
the Illinois basketball program coming around. And when you look at superior college basketball teams, I just saw this, and I go from Illinois, I hop over one state to Indiana. Archie Miller, he got let go at Indiana. There's a couple of names that are swirling around there, and everybody's like, listen, you don't just fire Archie Miller if you don't have a backup plan. I guarantee you they do have a black backup plan, but they can't announce that one for a while. Brad Stevens of the Boston Celtics, unless he gets fired midseason or something miraculously happens where he can just step away and go to Indiana, um, I, I just don't think that would be announced until after the season. So if, if it goes for about a month and Brad Stevens or another coach isn't announced as the head coach of Indiana, then you're like, okay, it's definitely Brad Stevens. He's going to be going back there. And people have been dying to see that for a while. I think they wanted Brad Stevens to go there a long time ago, but Brad was content. He he loved Butler, and there were only a couple of jobs that Brad was actually going to leave for. An NBA job was one of those, and I think Brad Stevens actually did a good job of the first couple of years that he was in Boston, and now I don't know what's going on there. I really don't. I think he's more of a college coach anyway, so I think he would benefit there and see what he can bring back to Indiana basketball. So if you if you are not a big sports fan, sorry you had to listen to a lot of sports conversations in this week's episode, but you know what? I'm trying to do a better job of getting back into sports, and this is a podcast about my life, things that have happened in a week's, ta- week's time. So that that's what's uh, been consuming my life a little bit, getting back into the sports world. So um, I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Remember to do those things wherever you listen at. Tell a friend, tell your baby mama, tell, I don't care who the hell you tell, just tell somebody about it. And you can count on me waiting for you right here next week on the My Life as Luke podcast.